Well, Merry Christmas. Let's try it one more time. Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope that this Christmas video was just, uh, hopefully it didn't sting too much. Uh, that was not the intent in that. But I think this could be a very important reminder for all of us of how truly rich and blessed all of us in this place are. Do you realize, do you realize, and this is not to make us feel bad, it's to make us feel blessed. Do you realize that the gifts, kids, that you will open up from under the tree this Christmas will probably not even be a thought next year this time. That's how blessed we are. We get stuff and we get tons of different blessings and material blessings and all that stuff that probably won't be useful next year this time. If not broken, right? Depending on where you shop. <laughs> uh, or it may be at a Goodwill store or donated somewhere, right? We are so blessed. And if you don't believe me, here's a national statistic that will blow your mind. Do you know that in the world, if you make $33,000 or more as a family or a household annual income, so if you make $33,000 or more as a family per year, you are in the 1% club in the world. What does that mean? You are in the 1% of the richest and wealthiest people in the world. That will give you a brand new perspective, especially for those who may be struggling financially right now. Even in financial struggles, you may be in the top 1% to 5% in the world. Do you realize how blessed we are? We are so richly blessed. And so this Christmas, I want to encourage you to do two things. Us as a, as a church body and you as a family this weekend. Number one is to reflect on God's goodness to you. Kids, do you realize that many kids across the world don't have a refrigerator? They don't have clean water. And many kids don't even have a blanket and a pillow to go to bed with. Most people across this world, this globe, have a one-room structure. No AC, no HVAC. We are blessed. Elevation. We are truly blessed. And God just wants us to delight in that. To not miss the one who blesses in the midst of the blessings. And so we reflect on our blessings this Christmas. And number two, I want us to do another thing, is to remain grateful. How about we bring back Thanksgiving into Christmas? Okay, let's remain thankful. And you know what I have found in my life? The best way to remain thankful is to give. Some of you are like, oh no, here it comes. <laughs> no, it's true. A heart of generosity is a heart that is cheerful and grateful for what they have. We don't hold on to everything we have. Mine, 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 mine. We give it away because we are truly rich and wealthy and all of you 
are within the top 5% of the wealthiest, richest people in the world. And so every year we do a Christmas offering. A Christmas offering, it goes to a ministry globally, so outside of the United States, and then we also use it into our community. We're going to use a small portion of the local uh, part to go to maybe a few projects that aren't in our budget at e as ECC in the year 2019. It'll be a smaller portion. And then the build ministry, how many, is Tony Akers here? Raise your hand if you're here, Tony. Maybe it was here in the first service, but um, the Acres, they lead this ministry called the Build Ministry, and they help um, lower-income families, families going through a difficult time financially, hardship. They uh, do renovation projects, and uh, they're just a, a joyful pick-me-up to help you in a way that they're gifted. And then last, for globally, we have been supporting our El Salvador missions. You might know uh, Randy Hibbs. Uh, he's, he's part of our body, but his brother, Bobby Hibbs, and Bobby's wife, uh, Brittany, they run a ministry in El Salvador. And if you get our emails here at Elevation, uh, you saw the prayer request. Um, there's been a lot of violence. Uh, they actually had one of their teenagers in their youth ministry shot and killed, um, which is actually something normal they see throughout the year. That's how blessed we are. And they're asking for prayers. Uh, there's a lot of gang violence, and they're asking for coverage. But here's the cool thing. Through your generosity, church, we were able to support, to bring on a full-time member of their ministry. And guess how much we had to pay him for a full-time ministry to take care of him and his family? $3,600 for the year. That's his annual income, and it's going to take care of them and their family. We are blessed. And so we give back. And so this Sunday, we're going to give back. We normally don't pass the plates. If you're visiting here, this is something we do special during Christmas. And so if you're giving a check, just write Christmas offering. If you're going on PushPay, our phone app, or on our website, just uh, click the Dropbox and select uh, Christmas offering. If you weren't prepared for that uh, this morning, let the plate pass you. And if you come next Sunday on December 30th, feel free to give then as well. And as we give the offering, let's watch a video all the way from El Salvador. Le doy gracias a Dios por haber conocido a la iglesia, a los miembros de los pastores y ser parte de esta gran familia. Y doy gracias a Dios por haberme encontrado con Dios nuevamente y lo hice a través del ministerio Amor y Esperanza. This Christmas, I am most thankful for God's protection over our lives, for our ministry. I am thankful this year, first for God's mercy that's new each and every day, and also for the amazing privilege and honor it is to serve Him here and be part of each one of the youth's lives. Thank, and also, we're also thankful for you and for all that everyone does to support this ministry. Merry Christmas. At least that be done.
Let's try that again. Would you join me in prayer? Father, uh, we give you thanks for every blessing, for the rich blessing that you have even called and chosen us and blessed us to be in that 1%. Who are we, God, that you would be mindful of us? And so, Lord, give us generous hearts in this season and beyond to understand that the blessings you've given us is not to rot within us. It's to go forth and make a difference in people's lives. Our money is not our own, it's yours. And so we just give with a cheerful heart just a portion of what you've given back to us. We ask you to bless the Bill ministry as they impact lives with the gifts and talents of these men and women and the young boys and girls who are helping. God, would you be in El Salvador and would your protection and your presence be all around the Hibs and the, uh, the ministry there and what you're doing. And God, would you just, would you be experienced? Would you come in a special way and show your face in the midst of this dark world? And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Kids, I am so glad you're in the service. And Merry Christmas to you. And uh, Pastor Phil has a message for the young and the old. And it's in December. We've been going through a special series, not your normal Christmas series. And I'm so excited about it because it is a subject matter that needs to be talked about and taught and processed and reflected on in anybody who calls themselves a Christian. Heaven. Heaven. And let me ask you this. I asked my brother-in-law this last night. And I asked, when is the last time outside of Elevation Community Church, because we've been doing this for three weeks, when's the last time you heard a message that was 80% to 100% solely on heaven? Exactly. And that is sad. You know why? Is because even as Christians, we're growing up into a culture where we're hearing all these philosophies, all these theories, and all these religious views, and all the opinions from the people around us, especially at work, that are always right about heaven. And we so get off focus, just like the Christmas video we saw where they were reminded of all the blessings that they have been given. We need to be reminded of what awaits us after we take our last breath here on earth. That's what will matter. And that is even why we celebrate Christmas to begin with. Is God designed mankind to be with him forever and in short mankind messed it up and went their own way and made man their god and yet god still loved us if i was god i would have given up on all y'all including myself and yet his rich love is what sent his son to leave his throne in where heaven to come as one of us to live a sinless life that we couldn't do. To pay the price on the cross that we owe. And he was dead and by the power of God was resurrected into a heavenly body. Resurrected body where he awaits to come back and renew heaven and restore earth. And bring us all with him forever. That's the Christmas message.
But so often, we don't have a clue what heaven's like. And if we don't have a clue what heaven's like, we're not going to truly desire and yearn and get excited for heaven. And if we don't get excited and yearn for heaven, guess what we're going to do? We're going to live for this life and this life only. And it will be an eternal time of regretting our decisions on earth. Jesus came to invite us into forever in heaven with him. What is heaven? Well, if you weren't here the last three weeks, I really encourage you to listen to that. But we covered four truths and realities about heaven these last three weeks. And the glorious truth, kids and adults alike, we will have a resurrected life. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. And we will have resurrected bodies. We will know each other. We will be with our loved ones who received and lived out the invitation that Jesus came as a baby to give to all of us. And he sealed that letter with his death and resurrection. We're going to be with loved ones. And we're going to be, most importantly, with the resurrected Christ on a resurrected earth. We're not going to be naked cupids floating somewhere in the clouds. What kind of life is that? Some of you say, I need the rest. Well, we're going to have rest. Everything is going to be familiar. And everything is going to be all perfect as God designed it. And so I want to read four scripture verses. And kids, boys and girls, I have a job for you. I want you to find the main theme and the thread in all these scriptures and see if you're right. So the first scripture we have is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8 and 9. We are all fully confident, and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies. What? This is the, the Apostle Paul. He's saying, look, this life... As long as I'm living, it's going to be all about Christ. But boy, when I understand the realities of heaven, I would rather be there than here. For then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from this body, our goal is to please Him. Next scripture is Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21. But we are, can you say that? Citizens of heaven. I'm a, an American. Well, yes, I am. But that's only as far as while I'm on earth. My citizenship is in heaven, where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. He will take our weak, mortal bodies. Those of you struggling with sickness say, Amen. And change them into glorious bodies like his own. Using the same power which he will bring everything under his control. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. So we don't look at the troubles that we can see now. I'm sorry, but I know I'm human because I look at the troubles that I see physically in my circumstances and they direct my path a lot of times. 
And what it's saying here is don't. Don't focus. Don't look at the troubles you can see right in front of you because they're going to pass away. They will leave. If you're going through a conflict and a hard season, just tell yourself, this is going to pass. This is not going to stay forever. It says, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we can not see will last forever. And finally, the last verse, boys and girls, have you caught the thread yet? Hebrews 13, verse 14, says this, For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? If you didn't catch it, the great theologian Dorothy will help us out. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. For some of the older folk, it might be the Beach Boys. Sloop John B. I feel so broke up. Fill it in. I want to go home. And of course, during Christmas time, it's all about home. I'll be home for Christmas. Why is home so important? Do you know that it is actually our reference point? It is what we always come back to. Now, some of you may go on for vacation and some of you may be able to do two to three weeks. Some of you may be able only to do a week. A week. But I promise you at some point in your adventures away, you're going to have a longing to come home. Those of you who are active duty, serving in our military right now, are there anyone here home for the holidays? Anyone active in the, in the reserves, National Guard? Anybody, please raise your hand, family, raise it for them. No? Okay. Over here. Hey, thank you so much for serving our country. We appreciate that. But they long to be home. Anyone who's been away for a long time longs to be home. And let me tell you a story about a dear friend, and I'm hoping in the new year to have him join us for a service and share his testimony. Dear friend of mine, very highly successful businessman, had everything going for him. And he was in a car driving with his dear brother and mentor, who was a uh, priest. And they were in a horrible car wreck. And his friend uh, was killed instantly in the car wreck. And due to negligence that the court ruled, he was sentenced to jail over Christmas last year. And I remember sitting across the thick glass pane window every week until he got out and just broken tears just ran down his face because he longed to be home where his heart was, where his stability was, 
where his security and comfort was, where his loved ones were. And it hurt him so much because he was in a foreign place. He was in a broken place. He was in a dark place. He was in a restless place. And he wanted to go home. And so today, friends, I want to give you a gift that will last throughout this Christmas. I want to give you a gift that will last the entire uh, span of your life here on earth, as short as it's going to be. Is we were created, mankind, humankind was created to be with God in heaven forever. That is our home. And because of sin and darkness that separates us from an almighty, all-good, all-perfect, all-holy God, He still loved us and sent His Son off of His throne into a manger to take your place, to my, took my place to invite us all into His forever. That will last forever, friends. I don't want you to miss that we are to long for home. If we don't have a longing for our eternal home, we are going to be consumed with the things of this world, the troubles of this world, the trials of this world, the darkness of this world, and the selfishness of this world. And we will miss it, even though if we have Christ as Savior, we will go into heaven with Him, but we would have missed our time on earth to live heaven out. And so I want to encourage you today that heaven has all the qualities of home that we would ever want here on earth. Number one, we want safety. We want security and stability and that home provides us. We want loved ones, comfort, familiarity we want that don't we and it's all going to be there and then some i love what the writer randy elkhorn says he wrote the book heaven i encourage you if you're a reader especially to get a copy in the new year and read it and allow yourself to come alive longing for home it says this Though many of us affirm our belief in the resurrection of the dead, we don't know what that really means. Our doctrine dresses up men and women in bodies that give them no place to go. Instead of the new earth as our eternal home, we offer an intangible and utterly unfamiliar heaven that is opposite of home. No wonder there is such mixed feelings or contradictory ideas and uneasiness about heaven in our churches. We need to understand, kids and adults, we need to understand that heaven truly is a physical place promised and built by Jesus before the foundations of the world. It is a physical place where we will share with loved ones who said yes to Jesus Christ's invitation that first Christmas. And by the way, I want to say this. I say this with such a tender heart because I know some of you are hurting during Christmas. Some of you don't even look forward to Christmas. It's because you have loss that has filled your heart. Many of you 
Many of you have had miscarriages, lost children way too early. Many of you have lost loved ones who said yes to Jesus on this earth. And I want to let you know, you will see them again. That little baby that you never got the chance to meet, it's going to be waiting for you, Mom. It's going to be waiting for you, Dad. That mother or father that said yes to Jesus, but maybe you didn't have the right, the best relationship here on earth, they're going to be awaiting you. But here's the thing. Heaven is not much about a place like it's about a person. Heaven is all about God Almighty being at home with us. How incredible of a promise that is for us. And so I want to encourage you this Christmas as we come to a close and get ready to celebrate the holiday and what it means to all of us as a family. I want you to think about two things. Because let's be honest, when we have to think about heaven, what do we normally try to think about? We think about the things that we can't understand. We think about the things we can't relate to that aren't familiar to us. And I'm, that's not heaven. No, heaven's going to be all that and more than we could ever imagine. But it's going to be home. And do you realize home is familiar? Home is where the heart is. And so I want to break it down for you to understand the secret of heaven to where I believe that when you understand this, you are going to live a life that longs for home. So let me ask you this. You ready? What burdens, what burdens bothers you most about your life and the world around you? What keeps you up at night? What stresses you out the most? What brings tears to your eyes? What do you wrestle with? Maybe it's even something that no one else knows. What is it that bothers you and breaks your heart when you turn on the news? What makes you just cry when you see the hurting and the broken? We see darkness around us. And I may be able to guess maybe a few of you, but I may not mention all of you of what bothers you and burdens you the most. But what about stress and anxiety and depression? Do you know that that is the most diagnosed sickness and prescribed sickness in our world? Especially this country. It's anxiety. Don't we want to just get rid of that? But it's part of our world. Brokenness, broken relationships, sickness. How many of you know someone struggling with cancer, Parkinson's disease, leukemia, on and on and on? Sickness is a reality for most of us. And what about our earthly bodies that are decaying? I promise this is an encouraging message, by the way. But I want us to understand the beauty of heaven our earthly bodies are decaying from the moment we breathe our first breath to the moment we take our last breath is death. What about the pettiness and selfishness and jealousy and bitterness 
that is in our selfish selves. And so in light of whatever you pick that bothers you the most, maybe it's hatred, maybe it's arrogance, maybe it's racism, maybe it's abortion, maybe it's immorality, maybe it's war. These are all results of sin. And so now let me ask you this, from my heart to yours. In light of what bothers you most, what are you longing for? What do you long desire for? Maybe it's healing. Maybe it's peace. Maybe it's just rest. Some of you need to rest. Maybe it's freedom from brokenness, freedom from fear, freedom from pain, freedom from hurt, freedom from addiction, freedom from ourselves. Friends, heaven is all about freedom. I'd like you to see Revelations chapter 20, Revelation 21. This is the home we're looking for. That when Jesus returns, and he will return, it's not a scary thing, especially for those who know Christ as their Savior. God's home is now among his people. That's our home. It's going to be among us. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Emmanuel, God with us. He will wipe every tear from your eyes. And there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying. All these things are gone. Say that word for me with me forever all these things will be gone that's what we get to look forward to is the pains of this world that comes through sin will literally be no more and God will be our light God will be present with us and our pleasures and our joy will be from eternal moment to moment to moment talk about pleasures this earth could never bring and the one sitting on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. God wants to make everything new for you forever. And it comes through this baby on Christmas that lived a sinless life. And he says to you today, Jesus, the Messiah, Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life, and no one can come to my forever except through me. And so as the band comes up, I want to give you a gift this Christmas. However, it's your choice to receive it or not. And I got a card, a Christmas card this week. And honestly, it wrapped up this entire season for me. It's from a dear family member in this church, Jody Ball. She's an incredible artist. 
And that's her painting there on the card. And it said this as I opened it. Heaven came to earth in the form of a baby. Jesus, the true light that gives light to everyone, has come into the world. So let me ask you, how do you say yes to the invitation to forever in heaven with Jesus? It's much like a gift. First, you have to believe it. You hold it. You believe and you acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. You believe with your heart that Jesus came for you. But friends, that's not enough. You need to open the package. You need to open it up and pull the gift out. You need to receive the gift that Jesus brought over 2,000 years ago. And here's the difference between believe and receive. To believe is to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord. Follow me, follow me. And to receive is to make him your Lord. That is how we receive the invitation to heaven. As we believe and acknowledge him as Lord. And we receive him by making him Lord. So would you bow your heads with me? And would you grab the hand to your left and to your right? And I don't know where you are spiritually. I don't know if you've ever opened the package that Jesus gives you. Eternal life. And I just want to guide you through a very short prayer. Even if you just want to say it again, you can say it. And all you say is, Jesus, I believe in you. I acknowledge that you are Lord over all and you came to make a way for me to be with you forever. I believe it. I believe, God. I believe you're the way, the truth, the life. I believe you are the Almighty God, the wonderful Counselor, the Prince of Peace, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. And now, God, I make you Lord of my life. I open my heart to you, and I ask you to come in and change me and put heaven inside of me because I want to live with you forever. Amen? Amen. Let's stand and worship this awesome God.